0: Well, it's a win, one and zero. wasn't wasn't pretty, but uh, we we got the win. Proud of guys' ability to, to kind of stay in there and, and fight off the bad start and rally. Had a great second quarter. Uh, would have loved for us to play clean ball four quarters. Didn't happen. A lot of new players playing. You know, we were just talking about just how many guys. Think twenty, twenty one guys played their first snap for us. Has a lot of a lot of new bodies to get everybody moving in the same direction, but. We uh, they stayed poised, didn't freak out with a bad start, played extremely hard. I think that was one of the coolest things is watching, even when we gave up a couple big runs or explosive plays, watching our defense chase the ball down, watching the way our O-line played hard, especially late in the fourth quarter, not giving the ball back to UConn to be able to run the ball and kind of finish the game off. So a lot of good, uh, big key things that, that we really have to work on. Uh, we can't put the ball on the ground, obviously. We ran the ball better than we did probably at any point last year against a big, big front. Those guys were built well. Um, but we, we can't put the ball on the ground. We, we've we got to tackle better. I, I think we had somewhere around 15, 16 missed tackles. Several of those in the third quarter on third down situations where we could have got them off the field and got the ball back to the offense and maybe stretched that thing out when we had it uh, to a two score lead. Uh, th- those those were huge. We we I thought we made adjustments in-game in the other areas, but balls on the ground, a couple key drops too, critical situations, third-down type situations that could have moved the ball for us offensively, a couple drops that we we got to make some catches. So plenty to work on, but we found a way to win. Uh, I thought UConn did a good job. They did not make a bunch of mistakes. They played, uh, played physical football up front. They're built well on both O-line and D-line. But uh, as the game went on, you could tell they got tired and we didn't. Uh, that's the one thing that came out of fall camp. The guys are in good shape. They held up to the heat. Played better as the game went on. As they got tired, we didn't. And that's still got to be something that we can hang our hat on this season, because we're going to play some big folks. We're going to play some guys that that um, that are going to be you know a struggle to move early. And hopefully we can we can fatigue them and move them later. Um, it does not get any easier. We're going to go play maybe the best team on the planet. They they look. There's just no weaknesses there just aren't a uh, huge challenge for our guys we've got to focus on us focus on getting better we cannot focus on Alabama this week or we'll we'll go in starry-eyed and look up and, and it'll be halftime and the game will be be over We've uh, we got to focus on getting better we got to reduce the missed tackles we've got to reduce the turnovers a couple penalties a couple critical mistakes we got to play our best football to have a chance to be in this game and and that's really all we can focus on all week. That's going to be the message to the guys. Already is to uh, to let's improve. Let's work to get better. Let's go try to make a game of this. And the only way to do that is play our best ball. So we'll see if that gives us a chance to play with these guys. Um, you won't know till you get there. But if you don't play your best ball, I know exactly how it'll go, and none of us will like it. So we're going to, we're going to focus on improvement. What questions do you have?
1: Church, I saw uh, Pocassi in a walking boot this weekend. What is his status? Is he is he uh, available at all? He's, he's listed on the deck. It, it,
0: it's day to day. He's been dealing with this all summer. Uh, it is not something that can be fixed. It is something that we have to manage. He was doing really really well. Had had a few days out. Any issues? Changed shoes and flared up. So it's just a it's a nagging foot issue that was not ready on game day. I would love to think he'll be ready this week. Uh, if not, I do feel like we've got a real legitimate chance to have him back at home here in a couple of weeks to play. And it does look like it is something that we can, you know, maneuver and manage throughout the course of the season. Uh, but he he's got to kind of tough it out too, and so you're asking a lot of the kid to to kind of fight through some discomfort.
1: You mentioned after the, uh, in the post-game press conference that you thought guys were a little bit too excited, and that was sort of the issue with the, uh, the, the run defense. Having now gone back and watched the game and, and gone through the film, is that still your takeaway, or were there maybe different issues there than what you saw? In- well, a
0: little bit. We, we were a little upfield, a little – I think it was a little different than what we expected them to look like that had a little bit to do with it. Uh, We were were flying and and jetting upfield in some areas we should have been squeezing and and playing things a little slower. So, yeah, it was a little bit of both. Didn't see exactly what we anticipated to see from them. We didn't adjust immediately to it. We were geeked up and flying and really over-pursuing and almost every one of their runs cut back behind the grain of a fast flow. And then we were upfield a little bit, again, trying to get to the quarterback as we settled down and kind of started playing the technique a little bit more soundly and made a couple of adjustments, we obviously played a lot better. I think 100 plus, maybe 150 yards of rushing in the first quarter as compared to like 90 or 95 the rest of the game. So settling down and, and adjusting were both needed. And you know, well, honestly, we just need to tackle better. Quite honestly, I had opportunities to, to get them on the ground. And when you miss 15, 16, 17 tackles, you're not going to be happy about much other than just the result of the score.
1: Hey coach, Shaw J. Salston, Aggie sports radio network. I know you talked about your team, not being starry eyed going to Bama, but what do you tell them about going into an atmosphere of a hundred thousand sold out crowd? It's going to be loud. You know that. And just handling a different environment, probably something that they've never seen in their lives. Yeah. I mean, enjoy it. Heck man, who gets an opportunity to do
0: that? Who gets an opportunity to line up and strap up with a hundred thousand people in the stands. So don't, don't let it intimidate you, let it fuel you. Really just still your stadium's going to still be the same length and you know we're still going to have to do the same things, but let that be an excitement. Don't don't let it um, don't let it distract you from just doing the little things right. That's easier said than done. I obviously Ajay, but but we've got to find that simplicity in the electric chaos of what the environment's going to be. Just line up, play ball, throw and catch. Tackle and 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 try to improve this week. And we'll we'll see if we can do that. that. That is a it is a challenge for everybody that goes down there. Not um, not just early in the season, but late. Hopefully, our guys will get fired up, excited, play their best ball.
1: Thanks, Coach. Coach Brian Phillips, Big Blue USU Aggie News. Uh, how do you feel coming off the injury in the bowl game uh, last year that Logan Bonner performed?
0: Well, three touchdowns and and. Pretty high completion percentage, hadn't got hit a few times and got back up, even though I think he was, it was a little shaky a couple times. First time he's been hit since the bowl game. He's been a red jersey off all camp. I I thought he, there's a couple throws he'd like to have back. I think we threw it 29 times. He was 20 or 21 of 29, should have probably been 25 of 29. So uh, critical in the fact that he missed a few, but the fact that he played, in the short amount of time that he's had to rehab and played at the level that he did. Uh, and a couple of the throws he made were lights out, phenomenal throws. The, the touchdown throw to Kyle Van Leeuwen, we turned the defensive tackle completely loose. He's in his face when he gets rid of it. The throw, he set on his back foot to throw the touchdown pass to Cobb in the corner, knowing he's going to get hit, knowing pressure's coming. Uh, the, the throw to uh, McGriff in the corner, I mean, you can't ask much better. So I'm pleased. I think he's only going to get more and more comfortable. Now that he's been bumped and bruised a couple times, uh, going to get, get better as we go. This this week will be its challenging in itself, obviously. But big picture, pleased that we had him this early, and pleased that he played that well. Coach Eric Coach Anderson. Oh, go Sorry. ahead, Jason. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Sorry. Yeah, uh, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. You know, the offensive line, you were able to get back Moats and South and Allo, which, you know, I figured you probably would. But uh, you look good. Um, on paper, you certainly look good. Uh, but looking back at the film, how would you assess their performance?
0: Oh, that was a good first step. We, we, we protected the quarterback fairly well. Uh, he got some late collisions, but we didn't turn anybody loose immediately. Uh, we didn't have guys just flying off the edge. I mean, we weren't picking him up all night off the turf. Now, it was a conservative game plan because we didn't know what to expect. And, and we, uh, we wanted to make sure we got a beat on it. But I thought they protected him fairly well to run the ball like we did, especially the way we, we it was struggle early to move those big. I mean, they are massive up front. It's hard to explain just the sheer size difference and length difference. It was noticeable. But as the game continued, we got better. So I thought it was a really good first step, not where we want to finish, but a great first step for us. And to be able to run the ball the last five minutes of the game without having to put the ball in the air and run the clock out, something we really struggled to do at any point last year. If you think about the wins last year, we tended to have to put the defense back out. And, and that was a step in the right direction. I mean, I know it's UConn and I want to keep it in perspective, but they're well coached and they were big. They were, they were way bigger than we were. Uh, and so that's still I got to give those guys credit. Had a freshman playing most of the night at right guard. Had Pule bounce bouncing two different or three different positions. Um, I, I think it's I think it's something to build on. Coach Eric Franson with 106.9 The Fan talking about running backs uh, on the other side, Alabama. They've got a lot of depth at running back. What do you see in their run game? Is that was a bit of an issue trying to contain UConn's running attack? yeah it, the, the challenge is, is real they just transferred in maybe the best running back in the country from georgia tech put that behind maybe the best OL in the country and a quarterback that can do it all yeah it, it's again you can you can get overwhelmed by it we've got to be lined up in the right gap play great technique and tackle well to have a chance at slowing them down you will not stop them that's not happening that's not what this game this is slowing them down frustrate them, hope they make a mistake, capitalize on any mistake that they do make, make them kick the ball some. Uh, if not, you'll look up. And you look at these games in the past, these guys score 60. We want to keep the score down, make it a manageable game, give ourselves a chance to be in it, line up right, play great technique, play super hard, and tackle better than we did this week. And and that's that's really all you can ask. But yeah, there's no weakness. Uh, and they, they just got better. They graduated and since out dudes to the NFL, and they just got better. Just went out and took a wide out from Georgia, took a running back from Georgia Tech. And they just got better.
1: Coach, Jacob Nielsen, KSL.com. You put Cooper Jones on scholarship last week. Can you speak about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool to be able to do. Um, we don't always have a spot available to put a walk-on on on scholarship. We had one, and Coop is one of those guys you love to be around every day. Uh, He's on scout team uh, as a running back every day, giving them uh, just unbelievable effort. He's been fighting to get on the field as a punt returner, kick returner, and he he won the job as the punt returner, being the most dependable. He's got a knack for getting downhill. I thought we had two good opportunities to get him loose on Saturday and one ball just didn't get to him, the other one we, we busted up front or we might have got him going. Uh, great kid, great teammate. Everything that you want a teammate to be, uh, nothing makes you happier than to be able to surprise a guy like that and reward him in his last year to, uh, to be able to take the burden off him and his family to pay for school. Um, so the guys, uh, the guys were super excited. It was a surprise for him and his family. A lot of tears in the room. They actually picked him up and carried him across the room at one point, which for him is not that difficult because he's not very big, but it was still a lot of fun.
1: Hey, Coach Al at KVNU. Can I ask you, Bryce Young's a returning Heisman Trophy winner, but they say Anderson's even a better player, than the defensive guy. Can you talk about those two talented players for Alabama, what you see?
0: Well, uh, they're, they're as advertised, uh, two of the best players in, in all the ball. Both will play at the next level. Both on the short list for for Heisman, you know we're we're going to see Will Anderson at his best. He played with a big knee brace on most of last year. We uh, we won't be so fortunate. He will be he will be primed and ready to go. Uh, he's impossible to block. We either we got to have help on him or we got to get it out quick. That they know we can't just stand up and expect our guys to block him one on one all day. We got to try to get him tired, fatigue him. Hopefully he's not in great shape yet. Um, you know and and Bryce can make every throw and can beat you with his feet and obviously clearly everybody the whole everybody in the country saw that a year ago they are phenomenal players and um they're surrounded by a lot of phenomenal players too so which makes it even more difficult they're by themselves to be one thing but the guys right next to them to the right and left are just as good so it uh it it amplifies the problem
1: coach um Alex Fehar with the Salt Lake Tribune uh good afternoon I'm curious kind of what your opinion is on on games. I guess they're called payout games. You know, programs are kind of get a a good sum of money uh, coming into the university to go and and play, you know, a big program. Um, This is one for you guys. What's kind of your opinion on on just that practice?
0: Well, I've spent most of my career playing in these kind of games. Um, It's a necessary evil. we we got an athletic department that we've got to fund. And, and this is something that we've got to do. It's, it's a game that's going to pay, uh, I don't know, the, the, the buyouts, I don't know, 1.9 million or something, 1.8 million. It's, it's, it's a lot of money that our, our athletic department needs to function on a daily basis. We're not, we're not a place that uh, can, uh, can do without this type of game. So we know what, what it is, and we know what we need to do. We also want to take an approach to go in and win it. We're going we're gonna to put together a game plan that if works perfectly, Puts us in a, in a game. Uh, we've um, we've seen these games in the past get out of hand. We've seen these games be competitive, and every once in a while, uh, this game goes opposite of what everybody thinks it's going to be. Uh, we can only can control us though. We got to go play our best football. But but I understand the need for the game. Uh, I want our other departments, other programs, to be able to to um, operate at, at um, you know full speed and at. At, at a high level, and and this is the cost of doing that at some point, and and so we're going to go we're going to go make the best of it.
1: And a little bit more of a fun question: Are you aware of the two men in New Jersey who put down two thousand dollar a two thousand dollar bet for you guys to win the national championship? What do you think about that?
0: I I, I am aware of those guys. I have not met them. I've read the story. Um, I, I get a little bit of a chuckle out of it. I appreciate their uh, confidence in us. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I completely understand the bet, but hey, uh, man, it would it would pay off big. That that is, if you're a long shot guy, it would pay off big.
1: Coach Brian Priest, KSLSports.com. Um, I was just wanted to get your thoughts on the performance of your freshman running back Robert Breaks uh, this weekend.
0: Yeah, I was. Uh, he was a pleasant spark. We've. We we're excited about recruiting him, glad to get him here. He has been um, he's been one of those freshmen that hadn't acted like a freshman. <clears throat> Very quickly could tell that physically he was ready for the challenge of, of banging into people at this level and, and, and kind of the physical toll that it would take. He's got speed that, that we really didn't have in the room. He's the fastest guy in the room. 10, 10, 600 meters, I think, in high school, which is rolling pretty quick. Um, but then I think just the moment has not been bigger than him. He's been a calm. He is just naturally a very calm young man, and has has picked up what we're doing offensively pretty pretty well. Uh, so it was a it was a pleasant spark. We need it. It's kind of something we didn't have a year ago. Uh, he is a little different than everybody else in the room, in, in a good way. And you saw it. Um, you saw it. Saturday, runs low to the ground. He's built that way, low center of gravity. He's able to fight through the first you know, contact, run his legs. He's got the burst and the speed to uh, break a big one. And I just thought he was very patient, stayed behind blockers. And it's kind of hard to see back there sometimes. He's not very big, so he kind of gets lost behind a big old lineman. I, I think he's going to be really, really helpful. We can keep him healthy all season.
1: Coach Anderson, yeah, I just uh, wanted to ask you, Obviously, Anderson's the standout linebacker, but they have two other guys, two other linebackers in ESPN's top 100 players for this season, linebackers. Uh, what do you see from that group collectively that, I mean, that's a three in the top 54. That's that's a pretty big time.
0: Well, I hope you're not going to go through the ranks of all their defensive players, because I would assume that probably all of them are ranked somewhere extremely high. As I said, it's kind of redundant, man. You just... You can't get focused on it. If you do, if you turn the page and look at rankings and and all the measurables, they just there are no weaknesses. There is, uh, you know, just a, a whole pile of great player versus great player versus great player. Um, yeah, th- every position is going to be the best position we see all year. Maybe the best positions I've seen in my lifetime as a coach. They're they're as advertised. Huge challenge. Focus on what we can control. We're worried about who's in the jersey. Play our best ball. Don't do their work for them. Last time I was down there, the whole first quarter, all we did was make mistakes. The game was over by the end of the first quarter. Then we settled down and actually played pretty good ball. And I think we might have even out outgained them in the second half. We just got to play good ball, play sound ball. The rest of it will take care of itself. But there is not a weakness. You look on the depth chart, they can all play. There's probably – maybe some of their best players are guys nobody even knows their name yet. They just haven't had an opportunity to play enough yet. Uh, that's always the scary part. We'll expose or find somebody that nobody even knew was a future Hall of Famer, All-American. They'll show up in a in a way none of us want them to. Coach Eric Francis. Hey, Coach. And, and just how yeah. uh, is uh, Ziggy Williams kind of handling this week, just going up against his old team? Is that being overblown or – just a normal week for him. Uh, I think it's being overblown right now. I mean, he's just he's just trying to factor in for us. He played played some special teams the other day. Played a couple snaps on offense. You know, this is a guy that hadn't played ball in a year and a half due to an injury. I, I think he's just trying to get his legs underneath him and get on the field. Uh, I, I don't think it has anything to do with play. I mean, obviously, you love to go back against your your old teammates and your old friends and play well. But uh, I think his challenge right now is just getting back on the field and playing at the level he's he's comfortable and capable of playing at, and, and he's just not there yet. So Alabama has nothing to do with it.
1: Hey, Coach Al, again, I was going to ask you, I mean, personal, personally for you, to go up against the coach who's supposed to be maybe the greatest of all time, uh, what does that feel like getting prepared for this week's game? Uh,
0: I've got to be the same as the players, man. Just focus on us. I, I just want to, you know, I, I'm, I, I love the idea of, of testing yourself against the best. We all do. That's why we get into this. But the best thing I can do as a head coach is prepare our team to play their best ball. Um, you know, that, that, that's really keep it, keep it within what we can control. So if we go out, regardless of the score, if we go out and play our best game, then I've done my job. Um, if we go out and play our best game, the best game we are capable of playing, then, then we've done a great job as players and coaches. And that's really all we can focus on. If we focus on anything else, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to get outside of what we're capable of. And we're, we're going to make this uh, a game that we're all frustrated with. So that's that's the best thing I can do. Um, go into a, a great environment uh, against a Hall of Fame head coach and against Heisman Trophy winners. and Man, go put a great team on the field and play our best and make them earn everything they get.
1: Coach J. Ellis, uh, Utah Statesman. Um, Nick Saban in his presser today said that a lot of improvement, our teams will improve a ton from, you know, week zero to week one. Do you feel like playing that game is helping you prepare for this one as, you know, if this was your opener? Well, I'd definitely hate
0: to have been in Tuscaloosa on Saturday and play the way we played early. Um, I mean, I'm not sure the scoreboard has enough digits on it to handle what we would have given up. Uh, defensively, and not sure we'd gotten a first down. So, yeah, being able to go out and play a game with with a team that that we were we're better than than, uh, and, and play ugly and still win by 11 is is a huge help to us. Now, is it enough? Heck, I don't know, uh, but but we do have a chance to improve and get better, and and maybe shake the the cobwebs off or maybe even the butterflies in some areas where guys haven't played, but, um, but the challenge is still real. It's still going to be everything we want more. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I feel better about playing game two instead of game one in this environment.
1: uh, Go ahead. Sorry, um, Alex with the tribune again, just real quick. So your Arkansas state team played Alabama in 2018. Um, Do you kind of take anything from that game and do you kind of relay lessons from that or feelings from that like, and kind of give it to your players now at Utah State?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the best thing to take away from that game was that we were um, mentally and emotionally overwhelmed in the first quarter. And we did things super uncharacteristic of who we were. Uh, We we had a corner blitz that ended up being a corner and a safety, and we turned a wide out completely loose, and the guy could have thrown an end over end for a touchdown. We we misaligned defensively on a play and had two gaps completely open. The guy didn't even have to change direction to run. We did just really stupid things early. We look up, we're down 21. And then we decided to settle in and play, and we actually made them punt the ball. We moved the ball offensively. As I mentioned, I think we may have outgained them in the second half by just doing little things right. Now, it wouldn't have been enough to win the game, but it would have made a competitive game had we played that way the entire day. And we, and who knows what happens then? That is what we take from that game. You must go in and play your game. You can't play theirs. you got to go in and play your ball, play the best ball you can, line up right, tackle, defend, throw and catch, put bodies on people, and let the game itself take over at that point. Uh, So yeah, it's a great learning experience. I came back and showed film to that team. And I think we all just scratched our heads like, man, why did we do some of the things we did? We let the moment and the environment overwhelm us. And then when we settled in, we played pretty good football. We want to avoid that. That is what this group can learn. I think it doesn't hurt that Logan Bonner was right there in in the mix in that group. He's been there. He's done it. Some of these guys hopefully will listen. And and he'll be able to. Share from his experience, and, and hopefully that will help us.
1: Coach, Brian Phillips again. The speed and route running ability of Brock Lane would give you guys an extra dimension at tight end.
0: Do you think we'll see him this week? I, I hope so. I, you know, what we don't want to do is, is push him before he's ready. He, he's been battling an injury that's it's kind of right on the verge. He obviously would play today if we let him. But we're trying to be smart. What we don't want is to put him out and re-aggravate it and miss him and lose him for another month. So it's going to be day to day. Brian, I don't, I don't know if this is where he, he gets to start playing or if we hold him another week. It's going to have to be a week of practice without any hesitation in him at all before I'm ready to put him out. But, but it will be probably a Thursday or Friday type decision after watching him move Can he handle the volume of practice every day? Can he stretch out and run 30 and 40 yards at a time? I'm not sure where he's at yet. It is a day-to-day decision.
1: Hey, Coach. Brian Priest again with kslsports.com. Speaking of pass catchers, what did you think of the performance out of your wide receivers? I know there were some questions about the wide receiver room coming into the year.
0: I thought it was steady. I mean, we obviously made a couple of huge catches. Uh, Both – all three touchdown catches were – Anything less than routine, uh, Kyle Van Leeuwen, guy hanging on him, both uh, McGriff and Cobb's, you know, toe tap type uh, corner of the end zone touches that that are not easy. Uh, I thought it was a really good step. We did have a couple uh, drops that that would have moved the chains in the third quarter, especially that that would have, you know, I think given us a chance to stretch things out. So being critical, we can get better, but. With as many new bodies as we had playing, that had not been in 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 that situation before, uh, I, I was pleased with with the starting uh, point. I, I do think there's better ahead of us, uh, and and hopefully, just kind of getting that first game under their belt will, will be will be you know helpful. I think I think Brian Cobb's obviously showed up in a big big way, over 100 yards and and, and was uh, was so solid, but. Um, I think all those other guys. I mean, I might have let one or two get away. That I want to make sure uh, in the future, man, we make those plays. But uh, it, it's a group that that we can build on what we saw. One final question for Coach Anderson.
1: You scared him to death. Coach, can I ask you about can I ask about John Gentry and his status for uh, for Saturday as well as Jordan Wilmore? Yeah,
0: day to day for him as well. Uh, dinged up. He was not ready Saturday. Uh, I-, I think. Similar conversation we just had about uh, Brock Lane. When is he ready to actually go out, stretch out, run long distance, and and, and without an issue, can he take the pounding uh, of of the game? So uh, I think he'll he'll be a day-to-day decision as well.